0: Hello, friends. Pull up a chair, grab your wine. You are listening to the Close Friends Podcast, where we hit record on our in real life conversations as friends about surviving, thriving and diving headfirst into life, trying to be adults, but also trying to have a chuffing good time. See, I managed not to swear. Uh, this week, I'm your host, Sarah, and I'm joined by our wonderful host, Tara. Hello. And Lucy. Hi. And this week we have a very special guest that we are super excited to introduce you to, and we'll do that shortly. But first, Tara, do you have our close friend of the week?
1: I do. Can I just, again, why are we not swearing? Because like, (laughs) I can't do this. I've told you, I've explained to you, this doesn't work for me, okay? This format's just not going to work for me, so I just want to leave you with that. Anyway, so we've got... From Callum, who is one of our 5%. Great podcast with some really open and honest chats. One of the 5% listening, and I've learned so much over the past few weeks of listening. Eye opening and
2: educational. Keep up the great work. Love it. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Sarah did mention that we are joined by a guest, a very special guest. Um, I'd love to introduce to you Sophie Milner. Hi,
3: Sophie. Hi, thank you so much for
2: having me on. I'm so excited. I am such a fan. So yeah, thank you. you're a close friend. (laughs) We love it. I have followed you on Instagram. So for those of you that don't know, Sophie is a fashion lifestyle influencer. um, And I followed Sophie for ages. In fact, I went on your podcast years ago. Mm, That's crazy. I know. That's how I first met you. Yeah, like my old
3: podcast. You came on as a guest and I was just like... Oh my god, Lucy has the most amazing energy. I just really like felt like I vibed with her. I just oh, feel I like it was. It. I feel like we did it in like maybe a January, and I don't know if we were all going through a bit of a weird time because it was January. But either way, I just felt like you were really positive energy, and I felt really good after leaving the session. So yeah, thanks for bringing that to my life.
2: Mate, I'm supposed to be bigging oh, you shit, up sorry. here. Jesus. <laughs> right, let me say some nice things about you. Um, I followed Sophie for ages. Percy, thank you. Um, I followed you for ages. And the thing that I just fucking love, firstly, the fashion on point, we know that, but it's the transparency and it's just the authenticity that you give on your stories every single day. And I love that you kind of marry, for me, when I follow you, I'm, I feel like I'm following like a really strong independent woman who also isn't afraid to talk about things which women, especially in 2021, feel like they can't because they need to appear a certain way. Talking about fucking Love Island, love the Love Island poll today. Um, um. So I think for me, it was <laughs> great. So for me, I feel like you're just a really great person. who managed to tie in all different elements of what being a woman is. In 2021. Um, and we're going to be delving into different topics, things like surgery. We're going to talk about aesthetics. We're going to be talking about kind of feminism and how that all ties into those two things. Um, and, you know, the kind of um, paradox of authenticity online, but also. You know, dealing with judgment and trolls and hate. So it's going to be a juicy episode and we're glad that you're joining us. So to kick things off, so do you want to kind of run us through like your journey, um, a bit more about you, what you do, and also your kind of journey with self acceptance?
3: Yeah. So, oh, it's, it's such a tough and big, topic and something that's sort of like always been so central to my life like obviously I'm a fashion and lifestyle influencer so it's an incredibly image heavy role like no matter what you do like you're very image heavy whether anything to do with showing clothes realistically is going to be and I think within the past few years the way that social media has changed so much we're all so much more like obsessed with things like everything's way more in depth and personal like it's gone from being like oh just pictures on Instagram to being Instagram stories to being vlogs to being like oh I'm doing this right now and it's we're all so nosy and we're also used to sharing this stuff online and it's not just influencers yeah. this is like everybody so it's really it's like you, everyone's becoming way more image focused. And I think for me, like it was a very difficult, it was quite difficult. Cause I like, I will like totally own this and put this out there. I've always been honest about this. I was like one of the bigger girls in my class in primary school. And I got bullied quite a lot for that. And then I moved to my secondary school and I was bullied for being ugly. And it was like, those things like really stay with you. And I didn't think I realized how much that stayed with me until I really probably got into this industry and sort of started like being more, cam cam like being more on camera and started picking faults at me and you kind of like go back into that and when you receive like a nasty comment or a troll saying oh you look like this or like you know your thighs are too big or like your like nose is too big or something like that anything it would really really hurt me because I was just like for me it just took me back to when I was being bullied in school so it took it's it's taken me a long where like a long time to get to where I am now like now if I, if someone says something like oh blah blah makes a comment about my appearance I kind of just think well what a fucking loser you are to message someone about <laughs> that like it's not um, like it's like I, I'm very grateful right. that I've managed to get through this but I just think like what a loser like you are to to not to not like to just be so horrible and send a message about someone's appearance it's so sad so Mm -hmm. it's taken a long time to get to to that point
2: (laughs) do you think that's a shift in like what you like in terms of like validation is it a shift that like you now can like validate yourself through different things beyond just your appearance and you're like i know I, I know what i am and i don't need anyone else's opinion or is it kind of is it something else i think
3: i definitely think it's partly that and it's also like i i mean i have been to therapy for my like not just like because i'm obsessed with my appearance or anything like that but i that was one of the things that kind of came up in You know how much value I place on how I look, and how much my self esteem is linked purely to how I look and how I feel in myself. And that's you know it's been like it's been a a journey for sure because I like I've always been really open, well not always really open about the cosmetic treatments I've had. So I had I mean I've had like lip fillers, I've had filler in my nose, I've had tweaks here and there, and for me that was all about. I think when I was a little bit younger, it was about, oh, this is like a really cool new treatment to try and this is really fun and oh, so-and-so did that and that looks really good and I wanna go try that too. And then you do it and then it makes you feel good and you're like, damn, I look pretty. And then it's like that kind of like, I felt like from someone, being someone who was bullied so heavily for being ugly, having that sort of like, dopamine effect of like having a bit of filler here and there or putting on makeup or doing your eyelashes it was quite addictive and it's I mean I won't lie it definitely got to a point where like I I know I went too far with certain things like I really overdid my lip fillers a few years ago and like I got to a point where I couldn't really see myself for who I really was like in the mirror and it kind of hit me one day I was just like oh my god my lips look awful I just woke up one day and I was like they look so <laughs> oh my- bad like why have I done this to myself I was like no wonder people send me nasty messages on Instagram I mean still I mean that's still a mean thing to do but I was like ah, I kind of get that point and I had them dissolved and I had to spend two weeks without lip fillers and those two weeks really because i had two weeks like in between having them redone like with just a more subtle amount but those two weeks of being like oh it was such a reality check i had to see my therapist like double the amount of time that because we had to really process the emotions (laughs) of like what i had tied like oh being pretty and successful and was to lip fillers. It was so weird and like how I put my value in that. Oh, it was so messed up, but it was really important that I had that two weeks to be like, oh my God, I don't need lip fillers to be who I am. Like I am still Mm. smart, funny, attractive, like, you know, talented without lip fillers. I am not just lip filler. And that for me was like, I think sometimes you have to have those wake up moments And I definitely have had a few of those for sure.
0: (laughs) But this, this is so interesting because you had that two week period where you're having a bit of a break from it. And yes, you had a lot of like, um, you had a bit of an awakening during those two weeks, but you still went back to it. So this brings us nicely to the balance of like self-acceptance versus getting surgery because I do love myself and I'm not, I'm doing it for the right reasons. Like you've already untangled those weird associations you've made with Mm. your therapist. So like, where do you stand on this? This kind of balance of like, I do love myself, but also I want to, I want to have surgery.
3: Oh, my God! So this is like the most complicated thing. And I have felt so guilty for so many years for every Botox treatment I've had every this, every that, every time I put like my like get my lash extensions done. There's this like niggling voice in the back of my head being like, "You're so fake. Why don't you just embrace yourself for who you are?" And it's like you yeah, you don't have to be one or the other. Like I remember so i am happy to talk about this in more detail, a bit further on, but i like I had a nose job back in March and I just remember reading someone post something about you know like it's it's okay to be unhappy with something so long as you try and do the work on it and like sort of like fix something and if you if you then decide you still want to change something about yourself that's okay too like that is okay and that's some that sometimes is your way of showing self-love to yourself so long as it's kind of done not in a hateful way to yourself like I hate this and blah and that's the thing like I every surgery that I've had I say that like I've had loads I've had I had my boobs done when I was 20 which to be honest was really young but don't regret it at all and I had my nose done at 29 and I was psychologically analyzed before going in by like you know i had really good surgeons and they gave me a full like psychological assessment to make sure that i didn't wasn't saying i just want to like you know they want to pick up on the reasons why you want surgery and if you're like i just really hate this so much and if you're like in a bad space mentally they will always suggest you go down a therapy route and like you can book a surgery date but they'll try and push you to have one like in like six months time as opposed to next month so you can do the work on yourself not obviously not all well, surgeons do this, but good ones will do that, and they should do that. And like, I had that option like both times. They were like, you know, we always offer therapy alongside if you want it. And I was just like, at the time, when I was twenty, I was like, no, I just want boobs, please. <laughs> but like at this, at this <laughs> I was like, just give me the boobs. But yeah, at, like at twenty nine, I was just like, I, I was like, I've done enough therapy on it, and I've, I, I know myself enough at twenty nine to know that I want to have this surgery, and I think that it. It, I got to a point where I was like, I was so worried about telling everyone on Instagram and telling my yeah. friends that I, yeah, I was so nervous about it. I wasn't nervous mm-hmm. about the surgery. I was just nervous about how people would react because I felt like people would call, like, would be like, oh, well, you're a failure at feminism and stuff like that. And I didn't want to be, I don't want people to think that I was a, like, a, like a failing feminist as such, like, because- I don't think you I don't think it's fair to say that someone who has cosmetic surgery can't be a feminist and the way that I saw it was this like I know we have beauty standards in this world that are so ridiculous and they are essentially like set by the patriarchy but I was like what is it worse to do is it worse for me to know that and then be like, okay, well, I'm going to live with my nose that I've hated like for years and essentially let the patriarchy control me that way. Or do I actually just have the cert, sur- like accept it and be like, okay, I know why I feel this way about beauty standards and the patriarchy. I'm still going to change myself and go and have the surgery because actually I will be happier. Like which, which one's like worse. Mm. I actually think it's worse to let the patriarchy kind of win and make myself feel shit about my nose, but I won't do it because of feminism i don't know i feel like it's such a complicated one like if that makes any sense but that's what i had in the back of my head when
0: i went into the surgery yeah i I just want to add to this right why be a fucking martyr like why Mm. why do you need to be such a martyr about it like would you actually (sighs) live a life of unhappiness being like do you know what i'm never gonna i'm never gonna fully like my nose but for the sake of being a martyr and being a really you know great great person i'm gonna say no i'm not gonna have the surgery you know like
3: what? yeah Absolutely. Like, it really, realistically doesn't really serve anyone by doing that. Because that's the thing, like, at the end of the day, like, it's not like I'm going out having a ton of, like, surgeries and being, oh, just gone to Turkey and had my BBL and stuff like that, and also done this. And for the women who do that, I have, like, I have actually a lot of respect for the fact that they are going to have to go through so much shame and pain with having that treatment. Like, fair play to you. But it's not like I'm, you know, some people, they'll go and they'll fully promote surgery for sponsorships like that's where I'm like oh that line for me is a bit like of a icky one like I yeah it really it really is like when I mentioned about my nose when I came out about my nose job someone messaged me and was like oh my god babe like you should have told me like I do the PR for this like surgery company in Turkey they could have done your nose job for free and I was like (laughs) I was like, do you even know me? Like, hmm. that's not what I would want to do. Yeah, it's just not what I'd want to do. I want it always to be like my own decision and my own choice and to kind of control that narrative. Like, I don't ever want to have to feel like I owe anyone any form of promotion for anything.
1: Um, I want to come back quickly to what you're saying about feminism and, you know, how far do you go saying, no, the patriarchy's shit and I oppose everything that they stand for and will not conform to their beauty standards versus I just want to look and feel good, right? feminism is equally about empowering women to do what they want to do, right? So mm-hmm. I feel like there's, it's almost like this two-pronged approach with feminism. It's like, yes, we oppose the patriarchal standards that have been set for us and all the rest of it, but we want women to thrive and excel and feel good and be themselves. And I think what you said about having all of the information available to you and making a decision based on what you actually wanted after doing your therapy and having you know all of that kind Mm -hmm. of conversation with going on in the back of your mind and, and doing actually what's best for
2: you that's what's important and tara your point on that is like you know people think that it sounds ridiculous but having a nose job may well be the factor that then propels someone to go for a job to be in a certain situation and create an amazing startup that becomes uh, doing really amazing important things in the world so i think i think people like to belittle those things and call women um shallow and vain and this and that and i feel like that again is just another way to shrink women down like you're damned if you do yeah and, and you're damned if you don't as well and i think one thing that i would love to see is that you know feminists no matter whether you're on you know, the side where you personally would have surgery and aesthetic treatments or not, you can see the nuance in all of it because yeah. one thing that I find is that pretty privilege exists, right? It exists and some people are born with it naturally and other people um, aren't. So they'll get certain things done to their body to kind of conform more. And one thing that annoys me is people that have pretty privilege saying, why are you getting this done? You don't need it, you know, and it's like oh if don't, you it's had, the most annoying thing. Yeah. It's really, and it's sort of like, you know, I'm I'm this, I'm natural, I don't think women should get stuff done, but you can't you can't speak on anyone else's experience. So honestly, yeah. you preach into the choir. And I like, as, as someone who was literally
3: bullied for being ugly growing up, I have so many girls being like, but babe, you don't need that. Like, you shouldn't, <laughs> you, should, you don't need to wear, you don't need to wear all those eyelashes. Like, oh, why are you wearing so much makeup? And there was these like really like stunning natural model in front of me, like. I'm like, you know what? Fuck you, Becky. Sorry, I keep swearing. I know you're not meant to be swearing. <laughs> oh, no, we swear. Sorry. We swear. <laughs> that's not a thing. Don't that's worry. just me. We okay, swear. fine. Good. Okay, good, good. Sorry, I'm so swearing. I can hardly hold it back. But yeah, no, I completely, I completely agree with that. I'm going to out
1: myself. Like, I used to be one of those people. <laughs> um and I've come a very very long way in this journey of just like you know letting women just do whatever the fuck they want to do like it's
3: it's, it's growth. that's that's like growth on the other like end of the spectrum I think I think it comes from not realizing the other point of view and that's and that's literally it and it's it, that goes for like all facts of life there's so much shit that we are always a bit like uh I don't get it I don't get it and then you kind of sit down and talk to someone more about it and you get a bit older and then you're
2: like Oh yeah, I get it and I just don't really care anymore. So one thing that I think a lot of people will say against this argument is that yes, but we're encouraging young girls to pay loads of money to get stuff done and the problem is with that is I I do understand that and you know, we mm. don't want to be encouraging young girls that they are not good enough as they are, but also at the same time it's like we can't be living as like the role models for everyone. And like, you know, you don't necessarily choose to be a role model when you become an influencer, but then you do get burdened with this kind of load of responsibility. How do you kind of navigate that? Oh, honestly.
3: So that was the most, that was honestly more, that was the hardest choice for me in deciding whether to get the nose job or not. I, so like, I feel like what people would say kind of came second to that, but they were kind of linked. And I I was, I just remember feeling like, I feel like I'm going to let so many people down. And that's why I wasn't going to tell anyone about it. I wasn't going to go public about getting it done. I was pre-shooting content and like Instagram stories as if I was like normal to post whilst I was sitting there with my Fucking splint on my nose because I was so worried that if I was like, hey, I've had a nose job, blah, blah, blah. I was so worried that like I would encourage girls to jump on a plane to Turkey and get a really cheap job done or go to like there somewhere and just get a really bad job done or something they're not sure of. But I remember I spoke to my agent about it and she's wise beyond her years and she was like, look, I can understand your worry about that, say, if you're getting fillers or something of that type, because she was like, that's very accessible and people can get that done very cheaply. But she was like, most people, she was like, nose jobs are really expensive and most people can't really just afford to go drop cash on something they kind of think they maybe want. Like, not many people can. And so she was like, I don't think, she was like, I think, the risk of you being quiet about it is like actually probably more damaging than actually the risk of if you talk about it and, you know, one person goes off and gets a nose done or something because of it. And I was, I was really worried and it's to this day why I haven't publicly said who my surgeon is because I, like I'm anyone who messages, DMs me to ask me, I'm very happy to talk to them about it but I don't publicly put it out there because I don't want, I don't know, like I just feel like I don't want to funnel people. Str- I, I feel like it just, it, having to come to me gives them one more step of thinking, do I really want this? Do I really need this? Whereas like if they can just easily access that information, they're one step closer to it when they might not really want or need it so i felt i felt like a huge amount of responsibility for it and that was something that put me off for such a long time and then my mum, bless her she's really good when it comes to things like this she was just a bit like she, well she didn't say it about this because i didn't tell her about it till after i had it done but she's very she's al- <laughs> she's always she's always been very much so like stop living your life for people on Instagram. Just do do like, I'm not not like, you know, not like go to the club and drink bottles and post on Instagram, (laughs) not that kind of living. But she's like, (laughs) stop, stop like censoring yourself. (laughs) She's like, stop censoring yourself and stop living your life for people that like haven't met you and don't know you as a person. And I was just like, okay, that's really fair. And so I just had to put that aside. But I do feel like I dealt with it in a really balanced way because i i didn't just show the whole like oh here's my new nose look how cute it is yeah i was like oh look how shit that i look and look i've just like like choked on the things that are dissolving down the back of my nose and oh, oh my god i gagged on it in public and nearly <laughs> threw up stuff like that like I, I i was like i want this to be as brutally honest and ugly as possible so people know people know what what it's really like because like i know there was there was another influencer who i followed who's like so she's so beautiful and i really like her she actually turns out she had a nose job the exact same time as i did but she didn't post about it she didn't post hardly anything for two weeks and she only posted about it when her cast came off and was like oh just to let you know i had a nose job i really love it um so yeah just thought i'd be really honest and let you know and i was just there like i don't i don't judge her for doing that everyone has their way of approaching it and her aesthetic and vibe is very different to mine. But I know that I have a relationship with my followers that I am really open and honest about so much. Like I'm open about like having the shits, having flush. Like, you know, <laughs> I just I don't I really care. That. So, like, yeah. so that's the thing, that's why I'm like, it feels wrong for me to then like put up this like screen and like hide that from them. So I just think that as long as people do it in a responsible way, it's 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 better it's better it's better out than it no in than out out than in it's better out than in yeah it's better it's better out than in. Than in. that's it it's better out in the public that.
0: than in and secret so i would have so i would have so thought that the the prevailing opinion from the moral police on this would have been to declare it publicly and i also mm-hmm. have to say as one of your dedicated super followers um <laughs> The way you talked about it was absolutely not like, hey, everyone should go and get this. Like, this is really cool. Like, this is really safe and like, there's no risk. You know, you were super open. Like, I love the vlog you did where you were like, literally I've like coughed up pieces of this. (laughs) And that's really cool. But like the, the bigger conversation is like, Actually, should people be declaring it? And it's you know, influencers is one thing, but again, we come back to like the Kardashians on this topic, where it's like they are setting the standards that women across the world are aspiring to. So, do they have a duty in their positions to be declaring work they've had done because they are simply setting an expectation that's not realistic, and that's a slightly okay. harder.
3: So I will be really honest. I don't think they sh- I don't think anyone should unless they are selling a product which is like, like falsely. For example, I only recently came out about having had a boob job like probably at the beginning of this year. I had it done nine years ago. And the reason for that was I had it done before I had an Instagram account. I had it done so long before. And I was like, I, w- like partly it was because my mum was like, please don't put it on Instagram. I don't want people to judge me for letting you have a boob job at an early age. And, and also, you know, I wanted to protect my family, but also because, my mum, the way that my mum was like, wow, you don't owe anyone anything. Like, you don't have to tell them if you don't want to. Like, you know, it's your body. And I was like, yeah, it is my body. Like, and I turned down a lot of work with underwear brands that were particularly for women who have like bigger cup sizes because they didn't know my boobs Mm. were fake. But they were like, oh, we want to like, you know, you've got bigger boobs and we want to like work with you. We want you to be a brand ambassador, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, I can't work with them because like it's like, Mm. even though obviously I hadn't been public about my surgery, I was like, I can't be there like, woo, oh my God, this bra is for bigger busted girls and (laughs) it's like really supportive. And even though I have I have worked with underwear brands in this time, I have always always sort of like 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 erred away completely from being from saying that something's supportive when I'm like I do not need the same levels of support as a Mm. woman with natural breasts my size would have so I think you know I still need support just not that not as much as they would probably need so it's that for me was always like I, I can't profit off That because it's fake. So for me, I'm like, I don't think, I think that everyone has the right to keep these things private because it is at the end of the day, like you are, you're like, you are a a person and you know, you don't see every celebrity having to declare stuff. So why should influencers? However, when it comes to making money, that's where I feel like you've got to be quite honest. Like someone said to me, they were like, oh, like, what's your thoughts on influencers who've had Botox selling anti-aging, like promoting anti-aging cream? And I was like, that's a tough one because I kind of feel like Botox and anti-aging cream sort of work slightly together a little bit, but I feel like you still would have, like should realistically be like, oh, like, you know, I have had Botox, but this cream is really good and means that I don't need to go as long, as quickly to my Botox appointments as I would usually. That kind of thing. I just think it's unfair to profit when you've had something form of cosmetic enhancement. It's just not fair to profit off that falsely. That's
0: where I draw the line. I like that take. Mm, That's mm-hmm. I, The amount of thought you've put into this as well. Like, so you've, you've <laughs> reflected on it so much, clearly. I love it.
2: This is it. People want you to be like, I'm for or against. And the reason I love all of this is because this nuance isn't, like, it's really hard to convey all of these thought processes yeah. and oh. all of these years of thinking going back and forth. People just saying, Absolutely. oh, she's just having aesthetics and talking about it on Instagram and people people want to view it that way people want to view it black and white they want to vilify women for having these things they They can't wait especially when it's an influencer the moment that they can like bring an influencer down a female influencer down they will take it and that's the problem that I'm seeing um but I love I love all of this it's so it's so great to hear like all of these different thought processes because you've thought about everything
3: (laughs) honestly I have thought about it so much like Honestly, I have thought about it. It's been such like an ongoing dialogue in my head for years. And I remember Googling, before my nose job, I was Googling, am I a bad feminist for having a nose job? Like, I was seriously Googling it. Because I was like, oh, but am I? And then I said to my agent, I was like, Elle, I'm Googling this. And she was like, stop Googling that. Because it's just, yeah. And I remember, because I listened to your podcast about like beauty standards, The on the Friday, and I was having my surgery done on the Monday, I think. And I was like, Oh my God, I really needed to hear that because I was having that self doubt being like, everyone's going to hate me and judge me and think I'm a bad role model, not that I've even chosen to be a role model. And then I listened to a podcast and I felt so much better because I was just like, Oh, you guys have really summed up so well that it's not a black and white conversation when it comes to PT standards. It is, it is very nuanced. And also, as things change, in society that's like how we're going to feel like that's going to change as well like there is I feel like it's really difficult because there's been this movement in the past few years to sort of completely push away and do the opposite of any beauty standards like we want to see hairy armpits and hairy this hairy that and we want to see no makeup we want to see bad skin we want to see all of this honesty but then at the same time we do still want to see or get something out of like Kardashian level perfection. So it's like you don't you don't have to choose one or the other. You can you can choose and pick and choose what you want from that. So long as you're comfortable with it. And people love to to call you a hypocrite if you aren't just one or the other. They love to call you a hypocrite. I get called a hypocrite all the fucking time and it's so annoying. But I'm like it's a really very it's a very binary way of thinking and that's really boring. Like yeah. ugh super boring.
1: I think (laughs) what's happening in the world at the moment where, you know, everyone's coming out with just kind of, you know, hairy armpits and natural skin and all this. What's nice about it is that if you take it in the right way, it means that we we can choose what we want and that nothing (gasps) is like, nothing is bad anymore or ugly anymore. Like everything is okay. And that's, that's what's awesome. But I do think that we're going the other way now. We're almost like vilifying, like, people who like to get all pretty and and yeah. you know and and dress up and wear makeup and have surgery and stuff which is just absolutely ridiculous but this is this is what we do isn't it we kind of have to find some sort of way to
2: put people down like whatever happens it's really frustrating it should all just be creating space all of this is about creating space it's not changing the location it's just creating space so we can all exist rather Mm -hmm. than the pet but this is what this is literally just like human instinct we just love to like swing from Mm. like one side to the other I see it with like the anti-diet side of things in in my kind of space and it's like the same thing in every space we just love to swing back and forth and hopefully at some point all of us can individually find a middle ground but it's hard. I know,
3: right? Yeah, I got called out because I think I did like an ad about, I think I posted some pictures during lockdown where I was very clearly like hadn't shaved certain parts of my body and I was like, eh, don't really care. Like it is what it is. And then I did like a campaign for for V, hair removal and someone was like, I'm so disappointed in you. You've really (sighs) sold out. Like, you know, I thought that you were doing this and I was like, what? Just because? I was like, just because? Like I have posted a picture with my hairy armpits on show and my leg hair doesn't mean that I don't remove it as people want you to be they want you to tick a box yeah. they don't want you to tick the other box they want you to tick yes no there's no other box to tick and that's the and that's the thing and it's really frustrating because we love to put women in boxes we always have done it's like it's like mm-hmm. almost like a sort of offshoot of the madonna like whore complex sort of thing it's mm. but we're, we're, we're not we can pick and choose and be whoever we want to be and i think for me i have learned that and also seeing that in other women and not judging other women for that either has been super Mm. important because I think I definitely used to judge other women and be like oh well didn't she used to do this or do that or say this and say that and it's okay for people to also change their mind and change their views that's another thing why do people like never people assume that just because you have one view on something you're gonna have that view forever and you're never gonna change your mind but like you know people change their views on things and it's okay to do that it doesn't oh
2: yeah people are like but you said this so now you're saying the opposite again it's just jumping at a chance to bring down yeah someone else yeah another one yeah, I mean,
1: mm-hmm.
2: imagine never changing your mind imagine
1: never growing or never like accepting new information and like you know it's just it's actually like a mega red flag if someone never changes their mind about anything and is <laughs> so stubborn they won't listen like screw that literally literally <laughs> Um, all right, friends, it is time for our quick fire round. So each of the four of us have prepared a question. None of us know each other's questions and they're yes or no answers with a bit of nuance, obviously, but we're just going to all shout together yes or no when the question is asked. And I'm going to get Lucy to start. What is your question,
2: please? So obviously, we're all quite similarly on the same page with all of this stuff. When you see a woman in public or online who has visible surgery... Is your first thought positive or negative? Three, two, one, go.
1: (sighs) Negative. Negative.
3: Oh,
2: how bad is that? That's the conditioning.
1: Tara, you go. Should plastic surgery be covered on the NHS? Three, two, one. Yes. No. Yes.
0: Oh, (sighs) It's a really so good. nuanced one. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> the beauty of the quick fire round, Sophie, welcome. <sighs> <laughs> this is like Sophie's worst nightmare. She's so good at like holding both sides <laughs> at the same time. And now she has to choose. <laughs> I know,
3: I'm such a fence sitter <sighs> on everything.
0: <laughs> All
3: right, Sophie,
1: your, your question.
3: Would you consider a cosmetic surgery or aesthetic treatment if you were being given it for free and didn't have to tell anyone about it? three two one no
2: yes it depends what it is yes at least that's not that's not allowed <laughs> like, in the quickfire if it's you know uh, yes yes okay okay <gasps> but also this is a pay bitch. for it i'd <laughs> happily pay for it if i wanted it though i'm gonna say no because the motivation isn't not telling people and it being free if i wanted something i would just decide if i want to tell people or not and also just pay for it
1: but if it was if it was exactly what you wanted and you're being offered it for
0: free and without having to tell anyone you'd still have it though i'd
2: rather pay for
0: it if i want to
2: see i'd rather fucking pay for it i would
0: my mine was very similar to yours lucy but i'll ask it anyway do you still secretly judge people who get surgery three two one
2: yes no yeah, if it depends, like, yeah. Oh, is- <laughs> Sorry, it's too much. Noise. <laughs> Wait, I feel,
3: can we go through them now? Because I really want to like <laughs> pull them yes. apart a bit. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
2: So when you see a woman with visible surgery, is the first thought positive or negative? And I think all of us said negative, is that right? And that is what we're fighting against because we have literally been conditioned to see it as a negative thing. Um, But as with anything, your, you know, they say like your first thought is like what you've been conditioned to think. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And your
2: second thought is Mm -hmm. hang on a second, let me rein this in. Mm -hmm. What do I actually feel about this?
3: Oh my God, that's literally everything. That just sums it completely up for me. Mm -hmm. I often see it and I'm there like, I'm I'm just like, why don't, wait, what are you? If I think something negative, I usually then turn around and actually Think doesn't look good or bad in my opinion, <laughs> and then usually if it's like good, I'm like fucking good for her. And if it doesn't look that great or it's a bit too much, I'm there like, well, you know, why Ooh. did I think that it's bad? Like, it's I never yeah. usually I never allow myself to think anything negative about them. I just think I just try and say like, you know what, if that makes her happy, then power to her. And then I shut my brain off from that conversation because I'm essentially yeah. trying to recondition that negative that
0: instant negative thought, but God, it takes a lot of work doing that, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. But like my, so my, I have two angles on this when I have that initial neg- negative reaction. The first one is, I still have that thing that I believe all of us have been conditioned through the 90s and the early noughties of when we saw like plastic surgery first coming to light in celebrities. And that's that it's cheating. I literally, yeah. I still have this knee-jerk reaction where I'm like, ah, oh, you know, like, Fuck. oh you you're kind of cheating a bit, and then my second reaction, which is slightly only slightly more mature than that, is are they happy in themselves? And then I spend Sophie exactly she said I spend the next ten minutes unpicking it and being like, hold on, low key, Sarah, you're just jealous. That's -hmm. what it is. When you actually Mm -hmm. unpick those two knee-jerk reactions, what what is it? It's jealousy. It's just jealousy. I'm like, yeah. In most cases, when when I see it, and I'm like, yeah, it looks fucking good. I'm like. Yeah, you're just jealous, mate. You're jealous of like the overall effect that it's given, but also in situations like yours, Sophie, the confidence and the belief in yourself in what you want to do, having educated yourself, made that decision. And I'm like, I'm just, I would love to be like in a position where I'd done that much work thinking about these things myself. So there's that.
3: Yeah, no, I feel that.
0: Tara?
1: When, When I meet someone that has like an overt, like air of kind of having some work done or something the reaction that I have is that they have that there's like a little bit more of kind of proving themselves to me that has to happen like I'll engage in conversation but I kind Mm. of will and it's it's bad I know it's my my own judgment right but then after once I've kind of had a, had like an initial conversation with them almost then I'm like okay your judgment was bullshit Tara like get over yourself but I'm much I'm I've got basically just got a wall up which is bad it's really bad but I want to just kind of because I've but you know I'm saying to myself in my head I've met some absolute dickheads that have had you know a load of work done and that are that kind of person that's very overtly like you know very kind of and it <laughs> it really puts me off and it's so bad. But then I've probably met absolute complete dickheads that haven't had any plastic surgery done and why I'm associating mm-hmm. the two yeah. is really bad. And yeah. It's my own, it's, it is, it's how my conditioning. Yeah. But that's it, that's yeah. actually it. And it sucks and I hate it, but it's this thought process of having these conversations and going through it and also noticing when you're doing stuff that it's not a hundred percent you, you don't even know why you're doing it and to just kind of tell yourself to stop. That's, you have to recondition your brain. Grow.
2: Yeah, yeah. You have to check yourself. If when you have these thoughts, mm-hmm, you have to check mm-hmm. yourself and that's how you, you know, build your a different kind of belief system. Um Sophie, what was your question again? Would you consider a cosmetic surgery or aesthetic treatment if you were being
3: given it for free and didn't have to tell anyone?
0: <laughs> oh, such a such a loaded one this one.
2: <laughs> I hate I don't like this one. I'll tell you why. Would I consider a cosmetic treatment in the future? Yes. But the motivation, again, if I wanted something done, I would just go and get it done. Mm -hmm. And the motivation wouldn't be... So I didn't want to say no because it's saying... I guess it's no that the motivation would be it being free and no one knowing about it. If I want something done, I would just go and fucking get it done and I'd decide myself if I wanted to share it or not share it depending on how I felt Mm -hmm. in that moment. And that's kind of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've
1: never felt any desire to have any work done on myself. So I don't know how that feels. Um, and it's a combination, I think, of my pretty privilege and the fact that I'm shit scared of needles and hospitals and doctors <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Because like, if yeah. you'd ask the question, would you get even, this, I'm still thinking about this, like if you'd asked like, um, you know, you'd get something done, but it's like an instant snap, snap your fingers kind of thing. And like, it appears and it doesn't hurt. And like, you haven't gone through all of that kind of like, yeah. stress and pain. That'd and be a stuff. great question i'm i'm still like no because i look at myself now and i'm just like i don't i don't want i don't want anything but then maybe in the future i
0: might and i'm open to that i honestly mate like i've said since the age of like probably 10 i'm not even exaggerating that i'll 100% have botox when i'm older like mm-hmm. i have I, I have no problem with it i'm so so I super acknowledge the fact that like I look a certain way now and I'm like still on that journey of loving myself, or whatever, but I'm well on the way there. Whereas when I'm older, I'll probably feel very differently. As we said, your opinions about yourself can always be in flux. Um, yeah. But like, I've also thought like, I'd love to get a boob job. Like there was a time when I was seriously talking to everyone about it. If you remember that, uh, mm-hmm. Tara, you might remember that period, yeah. but um, it's like, it- <laughs> for me it's less I'm I'm kind of with Lucy on this it's less about the it's not like shame um like I don't really give a fuck about that I'd be super open about it I'd love to like follow you as a blueprint Sophie because I think you just did this so well this whole like being public about it but in a really really like lovely and respectful way um but it's more about like uh, you know the risks and Mm -hmm. the realities of it do scare me and
2: yeah. It's a hard but like, question. Yeah. Th- the thing is as well, like, you know, we're sitting here, like, um, I have friends who had nose jobs when they were much younger and that was because again, of the bullying in school and it's like they felt horrendous in themselves and that's what they needed to actually be a fucking they're smashing it now. Um, so, but I'm also sitting here with someone who does have that privilege, um, doesn't have anything that steers too far away from the kind of beauty standard that's deemed as okay. Um, you know, if I had a different shaped nose or, um, I don't know, a different shaped boobs, maybe I would be sitting here with a boob job you know probably I probably would you know so I think it's so hard to I think like all of our answers it it requires so much context and nuance to that individual person absolutely um like if I'd gone through all the bullying that you went through at school
1: Sophie I'd probably mm. feel completely different but because I'm young enough not to have ever gone through anything like that like
3: it's so strange how like individual circumstance really really affects the outcome of this situation. And I think people seem to really forget that. I think there's this whole it's the idea that women who get surgery done are vapid and vain and that's why we've been conditioned to think that and that's why like we all said mm-hmm. that we think some, we think negative when we see a woman who's had work mm-hmm. done and that's the thing it's it's often so so much not about that it's actually the complete opposite yeah. people are doing it to get their yeah. insecurities sort of like yes. fixed and enable for in, in order for them to love themselves more that's why some people go down that route and like surgery isn't obviously for everyone at all like, I'm not going to be I don't want to like i'm being like whoa everyone should go get surgery because i'm really not everyone i think everyone should always do the work on themselves first but you know it's it's sad that the judgment is also a reason that a lot of people don't go through with it so um
0: who else had a question mine was uh do you still secretly judge people who've had it
2: um and was it mixed it's the first thought thing for me it's that first thought i think oh and then do I, do I now with the kind of thought process and all of this context? No, but is the first thought, oh my God, they've had surgery. What? Um, exactly yeah. the
1: same. That's exactly how I feel. And then I get over it very yeah. quickly.
2: Yeah. I just feel like I think,
3: cause I've had it done. I'm just like, I understand why people have had work done. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, oh, I, d- I just, there's mm. no, there's no judgment. There's no judgment there. I may think mm. see, ne- think negative, like if it looks a certain way, but yeah, in general, I'm. Like,
2: and that's why we want to do this podcast. Cause we literally want to break that stigma and across yes. all boards, you know?
3: It's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. why we're here. And then who's on the, the NHS session?
0: one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was a big yeah There's obviously like we haven't addressed the caveat um, cosmetic surgery covers so many different uh, angles and there is one angle for like um, I can't remember what it's called uh, the medical, the medically motivated cosmetic surgery, oh. where people have been in accidents or people have had like mastectomies. Oh, I want to change my name. I, I mean, my
3: my, my name. I want to change my name? I want to change my <laughs> mind. I want to change. I want to change my answer. No, no,
0: no. no. <laughs> You're not allowed because Fuck. this is the beauty of the quick fire round. This, that was immediately in my mind, but like people yeah. forget that, and it is easy to forget because yes. exactly is what you you've said, Sophie is like we have this association, yes. this preconditioning to be like plastic surgery is vain, vapid women and Mm-hmm. Oh my god, sorry. I have to just interject here with a study that um I found from the uh, just yes. we needed some statistics in this episode, okay? Um and this will bring us onto a tangent and it's fine, but the British Association of Aesthetic Plastic Surgeons published um their like their annual audit in 2018. Um in total, there were 28,000 procedures or so, and 26,000 of them were women and 2000 were men wow <laughs> that is the imbalance we are talking about That's insane. in terms of Male and female, right? Exactly. Yeah, but we'll there's just, so we'll just...
2: there's so many reasons why that could be. We need a whole like... new episode
0: for this now. We
2: need yeah.
1: E- there's ep- episode two. <laughs> we have to do a follow up. <laughs> oh god, that's going to start off a whole new topic. This is such yeah. a good fucking topic. We should definitely talk about this. But it's the same thing as what we were talking about. It's patriarchy versus empowerment. They're not empowered, uh, yeah. and they haven't got that pressure. But we've got we've got the empowerment and the pressure. It's like yeah. the complete opposite. Oh,
0: I w- yeah. I would argue that actually, with all of this, like the the patriarch. Do patriarchal beauty standards oppress women, or do they actually oppress men, or at least do they oppress both? Because makeup they and oppress surgery, both. It, in but in a lot of ways they're an expression like makeup especially is a, an expression of creativity mm. and it can be viewed that mm-hmm. way and this and yeah. is the conversation we were having offline earlier that it's really sad that men don't get the freedom to augment themselves in this way by makeup or by surgery that we have and that's one really like super niche way of looking at it but just something to throw out there. But yeah, sorry, back to the NHS one. Um, I also think that for the reasons we've all described in this pod, yeah. so not just on the medical side, if we just put that to to the side for one second, you know, medical procedures that are medically most-faced, yes. all that kind of thing. But it, just from a perspective of wanting to better yourself, uh, m- wanting to love yourself more, um, mm-hmm. I still think that's a very valid reason uh, on a case-by-case yeah. basis. But as we said, yeah. it's linked to therapy, it's linked the to mental sucks. health, et cetera.
3: Yeah, the system's fucked. Yeah. Uh, for me, my main reason for saying no I was I was like, the NHS is really struggling. So I feel that's like that was, can take yeah. a backburn. That's what I thought. I was like, they can yeah. take a backburner for a little bit because like, I feel like they need to put the money elsewhere. <laughs> so that was my main reasoning. <laughs> but I would be open for changing it. I would change it to a yes now. So yeah, not that I can go back in time and do that. But but Yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay, friends. That sadly is all we have time for. And we could just keep talking for absolutely ever on all of these matters. And we'll have to do some sort of follow up at some point. But thank you so much for listening. Um, you can follow us all at it's Sophie Milner. (laughs) <laughs> at Close Friends, the podcast, at Lucy Mountain, at London, and at MoveWithTara. I almost forgot my own handle there. Um, and please leave us a five-star review if you haven't already, or DM us. Uh, we love seeing your DMs on the Close Friends Insta, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye, friends. Bye, friends. Bye. Bye.